tuned into the Recovery Innovators Radio Show, your access to today's best addiction recovery ideas, tools, and experts. Listen in and you will learn what is and what isn't working today. We want you, your loved ones, and anyone you know who needs a helping hand to find success in recovery and live the life they deserve. And now, here's your host, James Healy. Hey, this is James, and welcome to the show. This is episode number 15. I'm here to help you turn your addiction recovery challenges into successes and freedom from everything that's keeping you from living the life you deserve. I check in with innovative addiction recovery experts, and we get to hear directly from them what is working today for addicts in recovery, for their families, their friends, and maybe we can help provide some industry insight for other experts too. Now, just as some people are born to become athletes, scientists, or musicians, my guest today, Mindy Levins-Pfeiffer, found her calling in life at a young age. She was born to instill hope in young people, even in the most dire of circumstances. It is a passion that has driven her throughout her career, a career that now spans more than two decades and has been singularly focused on helping youth in crisis. During this interview, we cover Sober College's five competencies on how and how they all work together to aid in successful addiction recovery. The five competencies are sobriety, productivity, mental health and emotional growth, physical fitness, and life skills. Recognizing the need for a different kind of treatment program for young adults struggling with addiction, Mindy and her husband Robert utilized their unique experience expertise, and resources to open Sober College's doors in 2005. She is tireless in her endeavor to help young clients discover the joys in life and redefine life's limits. Now listen to this wonderful conversation with one of Addiction Recovery's true innovators. Hi, Mindy. How are you doing today? Doing great, James. How are you? I'm doing awesome. The sun is out. It looks like a beautiful day out there. I think I'm going to go for a little hike later. A little too hot already to hike out here, but good for you. <laughs> More about. It's not hot here. <laughs> Montana, it's cold. Yeah, it's supposed to be 99 here, so, you know. Cal- we don't know about what the seasons in L.A., so. That's right. It's either hot or hotter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, um, like I said, welcome to the show. I First, I just want to start off with a little bit of your backstory. Like, how did you end up on your path of helping people impacted by addiction? And specifically, you work with, with youth and, and adolescents, correctly? Correct. Well, it's our, pop, our main population is 18 to 25, but mm-hmm. families and young adults sort of all fit together. So, um, And I'm also from the belief that adulthood does not start at 18 just because legally. So I might still right. call them youth, but in the real, you know, in the technical term, they're adults. But in my mind, they're not. No, I, I agree. <laughs> um, so I'm not I'm not exactly sure how this all started. I think sometimes people are just born helpers. So if I could right. start there. Um, so that part just happened. And then um, I actually started out out of college. Um, I was a sociology major at UCLA and not sure what I wanted to do many years ago. And there was some um, internship opportunities. So I followed one to work with street kids in Hollywood. That's the street kid population and age group is about 
that in Hollywood mostly is somewhere between 14 and 25, but they really did. And this is sort of where the age came forward to sober college. Um, there's just so much research out that the brain doesn't really develop until you're 25 or 26 that this yeah, myth that yeah, you turn exactly. 18 and everything is going to be, you're an adult and can vote and go to war and buy cigarettes, you know, but you don't have money in your pocket right. or any organizational skills or ability to function on your own without your parents, you know, sort of, you know, it can be difficult for a lot of people. And again, fast forwarding, especially with issues of addiction or any other mental health kind of issues. So it started. So I really fell in love with that population, nonprofit, helping, um, and so that that's really where I stayed with that for 12 or 13 years. Through that, I met my late husband. Unfortunately, he passed away this summer, um, suddenly a heart attack. But he and I, um, you know, worked in Hollywood with street kids for many years. And we ended up... Um, you know, leaving nonprofit and street kids somewhere 10, 15 years later. And it was really my husband's brainchild too. Um, he was started working with therapeutic boarding schools and other drug treatment centers. And he really was the one who was the brainchild and said, you know, let's move this forward from sort of what we learned for the first 10 years to young adults in um, need through addiction treatment. But Still, really, the uniqueness, I think, is looking at it as a whole person. It's a social work okay. model. Yeah. Um, you know, one point that I, I want to make with it is that my husband and I, um, different not than every drug treatment owners, but are not mm -hmm. in recovery. It wasn't our it wasn't our personal path. And then um, so, so and I say that not because it's better or worse, but because it, sober college was opened by social workers more than people okay. in recovery. Um, smart enough to know we needed to hire a lot of people <laughs> who knew things that we right. didn't know, but because we did care about the whole child, the whole person. So that's really how things, and we just kept adopting that age group. It's a little scary to open a business and have a specific age group because you don't know if you're going to get a lot of clients. But um, the truth is we knew that was our passion and that they they deserve an underserved population, 18 to 25. Oh, definitely. And it's such a formative period in their in their life. And like you said, they go off with all these big responsibilities all of a sudden. And, and they might not be fully developed as far as their mental exactly. capacities yet. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I mean, again, even if we're not talking about addiction, recovery, mental health, again, that's sort of arbitrary 18. Right. You know, you can get deployed and go kill people <laughs> right. in another country. But, you know, you haven't really learned to drive for more than a year. Right. To, you know, I mean, you really, we really put this pressure on that age of 18. And, you know, and I think that's a big mistake. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think so many kids are not ready for the real world when they get thrown out into it. Exactly. Um, so how many campuses do you have now? Do you have just the one? Well, we just opened in San Diego as well. Okay. Um, we are based in Woodland Hills. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, James, that was a conscious decision. I mean, through the 10 years, we've met so many people and been to all different states. I mean, people really have 
taken to the idea once they meet us. I mean, you know, sober college is really the college of life first and foremost. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, you know, meant to be a university. Um, It was more about having a good life. Mm -hmm. And it's so different and unique that we have people all over the country that have always wanted to partner with us or maybe open one there. But a lot of what we were doing for so long felt like... um, we really cared about the personalized sense of the program. Um, you know, being parents, you know, when someone brings their, I say child, they're my kids, right. but they're not, they're 18, whatever you want to call right. them, young adults. When someone brings them to me, I really take that seriously, James. So it's hard to, we really decided let's grow this and do the best we can because we can't be everywhere. Right. And so, you know, it's not about ego per se. It's really about, <laughs> social workers from the nonprofit world feeling okay to do a business because it had to be a good program. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with business as long as you're really providing, a, in my opinion, a top-notch service. And so I think now in our 10th year, we've expanded in California out to San Diego. Um, we're doing professional addiction studies throughout the country to help train counselors. And, you know, I'm sure in the future, there's going to be sober colleges everywhere. I just think right now, you know, this is, this was our main um, focus. Yeah. No, I think the the model is super important and, and valid. And I do see it expanding to different areas of the country. And I, there are some sober high schools, aren't there? Um, I think, you know, there are, high schools and colleges that do their best to try to have that enrollment. Um, right. You know, the question always goes back to, you know, the, the collegiate dorms and we do try to work with, right. you know, all the different schools is again, you're talking about a developmental age. Again, forget about addiction, young adult right. independence, right. Thinking yeah. they're smarter, no better. You know, if you're being forced into one of the dorms or high schools, you're still going to party outside <laughs> once you get right. out of the So they're great, and I don't want to sound like they're not important. They are super important, but partnering with places like us, I think, so that you know we want to – we matriculate students to those places because they want to stay sober. Right, you know what I mean? Right. You have to have some empowerment yeah. of your situation at this age because – you know, it's hard to say I'm 20 and I'm not going to drink champagne at my wedding or I'm never going, you know, never going to drink a beer at a Dodger game when oh, they yeah. win the World Series or, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I know at that it's age, hard too. hard to make absolutes, James. You know, how do yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. At that age to say I'm never going to drink again. That's like so overwhelming. And then That's... you have an adult who, again, you think, even though I think I stayed working with young people because I'm, you know, cool and I still get it. But. I'm not that, you know, I know I'm not in their mind, but, um, right. but you know, it's, you, you, you need to figure it out yourself, you know? I mean, that's just the way, the way it is. And, um, you know, we just want to be able to give them, you know, really, I wish, you know, again, the business part, opening a rehab, I wish I could tell all parents, you're going to come here and you're going to be cured. Your son or daughter is never going to get high again. Relapse isn't sometimes part of the process. But again, being a quote normie that I learned I mm-hmm. was when I opened the drug treatment center, right. <laughs> um, which I didn't know that term before. But um, what I'm hoping to give to young people, I mean, look, if I could cure everyone and keep everyone sober, that would be awesome. And I'd move on to a flower shop because I love flowers. Um, <laughs> but the truth is what we are giving James is a toolbox. I need right. to help young people leave here with the ability to say, hey, things are getting out of control again, but I know what to do. 
because right. I cannot force anyone, and especially at that age. So I want to give them the life skills, the physical fitness, the therapy, the drug counseling, the experiential things, the passion to play rock and roll sober, to go to art studio, go to art school, jump out of airplanes, go to amusement parks, go to dances. I need young people at that age to see that they can party and have a great time. Right. So, and then and everything so. else will, will happen. But they might be here and think, I still have another run in me, you know? Right, and yeah. Who knows? Maybe some can drink again. Unfortunately, many have one more run, and that one last hit of heroin has killed them. And that's just right. tragic. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's that's terrible. I do. I really like how you are empowering them with life skills that they probably aren't getting elsewhere, and that in the sober environment, they're going to learn those so much better and have those to, to be able to move forward and make those decisions. Yes. I, mean, I think sometimes path. people think it's oversimplified, but again, I'm not a proponent of making things super complicated. You know, the truth mm -hmm. is again, and I keep going back to it. Everyone doesn't make their bed, get up on time, learn how to deal with roommates, <laughs> learn how to have an argument, return something at a store with a teller who you want to punch in the face because there are, you know, I mean, there are basic right. skills that don't happen in high school that don't even right. always happen at home. So, no. you know, the program, again, my husband's brainchild was designed as a five competency program, meaning mm -hmm. that in order to move forward, you have to be actively participating in all of them. Just being sober alone, as amazing as that is, is not going to move you forward because that's not what's going to help you stay sober. It's not going to help right. you when you're out away from us because, again, although we believe in long-term treatment, we're a minimum of 90 days. Our program is six months. We have a sober living from six to nine months. I mean, we truly believe whether it's sober college, you need a minimum of a year to mm -hmm. really help your brain and your body and your mind reset. I mean, honestly, it could take we look at three to five years, and again, not in treatment per se, but in right. really learning to live again, your brain healing and saying, I can do things this way. So the right. five competencies are sobriety, clearly mm -hmm. meaning staying sober, getting drug tested. We are based on 12 steps, so we do send people out to meetings and get sponsors. We don't you know, force people to say they're an addict. You know, There are students and kids out there who are not 12-step believers. Our, my philosophy is take what you can from something and leave what you don't. Again, I yeah. can learn a lot from 12-step. I have. You know, sure. Whether or not I'm in the program doesn't mean the principles aren't worth the way to live. I mean, they yeah. are. So, I run into people all the time who should be exactly. on some sort of 12-step program, <laughs> even though they're not. Um, here's a big book. Um, right. <laughs> uh, sobriety is first productivity is second. Everyone has to be either in school or working, volunteering, mm -hmm. something productive in your life. We know idle time is dangerous, again, for mm -hmm. anyone yeah. um, sitting on your hands. I'm bored. And, exactly. Bored, bored, bored. And again, we know that's the adolescent's favorite word. I'm bored. This yeah, is boring. I'm what bored. did you do? Nothing. Uh, did you have fun? Did you go here and there? And one of the really great things, and again, I think what sets us apart internationally, um, as much as it sounds like I'm tooting my horn, but it's the truth. We have the only partnership with the university. Our partner is Woodbury University. It's mm -hmm. one of the oldest colleges in California, but it's in Burbank, California. And mm -hmm. 
the difference with ours is that we have an academic team on staff that is hired by sober college master level or higher, but they also become adjunct professors at Woodbury. We have written five college level courses with Woodbury's guidance so that it fits their criteria for transferability. And we teach them on site here. So we teach a sociology class, a public speaking class, a psychology class, Mm -hmm. a health and wellness class, and communication class. And all these classes, if you do the work you need to through the time you're here for six months, you can accomplish Mm -hmm. a semester in college, transferable anywhere in the country. In the, in the world, so cool. real college credits through university, a transcript. I mean, early on, my husband and I realized people wouldn't be putting sober college on their sweatshirts and probably want to say they graduated from a place called <laughs> <laughs> time become accredited college. We, again, work smarter, yeah. harder, find amazing people out there in the world and partner with them. And yeah. that's who they are. Um, students also can get into Woodbury without the baggage of their transcripts once they pass those with a B or higher. Um, and they also have merit scholarships. So it's it's amazing cool. because, again, you have successes. You have students who hated school, yeah. swapped out. And because we can partner here with the college, you know, let's say someone uh, – discloses something in therapy and they just want to drop out of school, well, we have the ability to say, you know what, take a couple days, make up your homework. I mean, we're able, again, without taking the rigor out because we are preparing them still, um, Mm -hmm. but it just has an ability to, you know, everyone needs success, little success. You have to feel good about yourself in order to do anything in life. And so that, that's our aim. Um, Yeah. The the success in the academics, I mean, it has to help in so many areas, especially, you know, the feeling good, the self-esteem, the the replacing, you know, drugs as a way to find pleasure with, you know, doing well in your, your coursework or that sort of thing. And that's really helpful in long-term recovery, isn't it? Of course, because feeling good about yourself, you know, again, everyone's going to have a bad day again, but it's, it's part of that toolbox. Like I Mm -hmm. need it, whether it's an imaginary item or it's again, what you're getting from Woodbury and from us is a certificate of completion. It's not an AA, it's not a bachelor's Mm -hmm. degree, but again, it's more than the person next to you at 18 or 19 or who has dropped out of school. It's something to say, Hey, I did this. I mean, mm-hmm. people say all the time now, bachelor's degree doesn't get you a big job anymore. And what I tell people <laughs> is, you know what? Your bachelor's degree shows that you stuck it out. Even if you didn't think you'd ever talk about astronomy again, you learned how to write, you learned how to deal with things, and you learned how to yeah. come. Those are things, those are skills. Yeah, the communication. Skills that people are lacking today. Oh, so, definitely. you know, even if someone comes in here and James and says, I'm never going back to college, you know, I'll say, well, you know what? Public speaking is a part of life. Interviews for jobs, standing up right. in 12-step meetings, having character and integrity. So you're going to take that class anyways. You're going to take at least yeah. two when you're here, and then you can move forward in a vocational or a different direction. You just want to get a job? Okay. But you're going to experience a couple successes and a couple college classes. Um, yeah, and I, the emotional growth, ahead, too. Must, I'm sorry. The, the emotional growth, too, must be 
really, uh-huh. you know, because they're they're being pushed outside their comfort zone absolutely. to have to do this sort Absolutely, of thing. because they probably had so many failures in high school and middle school. I mean, you know, things usually don't just happen like that. It happens right. gradually over time. And actually, you queued up my next point, although I want to make sure that I say we also do help <laughs> high school and your GED. Let's say you're in, you know, okay. you haven't, you can simultaneously accomplish that. I mean, you know, it's mm-hmm. amazing to watch a 20-year-old, you know, get their graduate and just feel positive. Like I really finally did it. And we're kind of cheesy. We have a little graduation ceremony. You know, because again, it's, you know, things you don't think are important that are a little cheesy in life, but really do give you that good feeling. Um, But what I was, the third competency is mental health and emotional growth. And that is huge. And that's what I was saying about how you feel emotionally one of the big parts of what we're doing here, and I, again, I, this is we're not reinventing the wheel. A lot of people do experiential therapy, but w- what's most important to us, and one of my husband was a big proponent of emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know, there are studies that show in the future when you're older, and well, it's my age, I guess, maybe your age, that emotional <laughs> intelligence comes further than IQ. You can be the smartest person in the world, but if you don't know how to work with other humans, to be able to read emotion, to be able to have empathy, you're not going to go as far. You know, just yeah. being is not going to take you where you may want to go. And so a lot of what we do, we do emotional IQ testing at the beginning when they get here. We really try to put them in situations where they're connecting their mind and body. Um, we have mm-hmm. so many kids from, let's say, the East Coast, the Midwest, who've never been to the beach, afraid to swim, <laughs> afraid of water. Right. Well, part of our, not activity program, but our therapy program is surf therapy. Now, you don't, everyone's not going to get up and jump on a board and, you know, That's do all hang ten right away. Yeah. <laughs> what everyone's going to do is go to the beach and put your toe in the water because the truth is, as scared as you might be, that feeling in your stomach and in your chest is what needs you need to understand that because you're going to have that again in good situations mm-hmm. and in bad situations. And if you can learn to read your the signals in your body, your sweating hands, you know, you're going to learn that, ooh, that might not be something I like or what does that mean? <laughs> you right. really have to see the benefit in any way you can. And if it's surfing, trapeze, jumping out of an airplane, then we're going to do it because that's who we are. The fourth one is physical fitness, physical fitness. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I have an amazing fitness trainer, but it's every, it's not meant just running around the block. I mean, again, the best part of being out in the hot or mm-hmm. hotter world is, <laughs> you know, you can, you know, all year long, you know, find cool things, hikes, mountain climbing, um, you know, going surfing and, and going on amazing um, runs, the zombie runs and the Spartan races. And, you know, there's and we do have gym memberships, but swimming, there's so many things that, you know, again, we can open racquetball and tennis and and bring young people to because, again, Everyone's not going to stay perfectly fit, but nutrition and health, again, it's the it's the endorphins. It's another way to make you feel good. And then the final one, which, again, we started with, is life skills. And, you know, again, that's everything from, you know, when a kid will say, all you're doing is making me get up and make my bed. I said, yeah, so hopefully after six months, you're going to do it on your own. You know, like those skills or your roommate doesn't ever clean up the kitchen or his shoes smell. And, again, those might sound small, but... In the long run, 
they're really important. They add up and they're important. Yeah. They do have to be uh, learned behaviors. I mean, my son right now, he's three and a half. And to get him to brush his teeth or pick up his stuff, it's it's a constant reminder process. But hopefully someday he'll do it on his own. Yes, hopefully. And I say that about my own teenagers. Yes. <laughs> yes. But and again, life skills isn't just that. It's, you know, getting a job, learning how to manage money, being able to have an apartment, yeah. you know, yeah. living, you know, because, again, nothing against this generation, but there is a lot of entitlement. There's a lot of, I just deserve, um, this is how things should be. And we're really trying to say, Hey, we worked for it. You know, yeah. like you, there's yeah. step. You don't just get to jump up. A lot of their parents have, you know, businesses or are more independent. I think my generation, you know, we did try to be more independent than our parents, but our kids see the result of it. They don't see how we got there. You know, right. they don't see the beginning, the, oh, God forbid I work at McDonald's, you know? Well, you know what? You got to do what you got to do to get yeah. where you want to go. We all didn't start out as, you know, CEOs. It's not, it doesn't work that way. All right, we're going to take a quick one minute break here. And uh, I'm going to just tell you a little bit about our sponsor for today's show, which is the Addictions Academy. The Addictions Academy is the nation's leading accredited addiction treatment services and sober coaching intervention training academy and uh, if you are looking to get into the addiction recovery field maybe as a sober or recovery coach or if you're looking to up your game and boost your skills for your current practice uh, you can get some new training there they have some amazing faculty and staff with decades of experience and they have some great comprehensive coursework that's going to really give you those tools and resources that you need to, to really take your, your practice to the next level. So give them a call, 800-706-0318, or check them out at theaddictionsacademy.com. Again, that's theaddictionsacademy.com. And now back to our show. job started in the garage exactly. come on you gotta start somewhere that. too no i think and also those life skills if you aren't competent in those basic things like finding the job and paying your bills and dealing with your finances that can lead to a lot of anxiety and stress which can lead to substance use and abuse to escape those stresses. right exactly and then we end up coping with what we knew and so again right. to the point of what we do again i i I wish I could pat myself on the back and say it's all rocket scientists <laughs> and we have these secrets. But, you know, again, it's helping people help themselves. I know mm -hmm. as cliche as that might sound, but in helping themselves with these things so that when they come in a situation where they did go to a party or they did go to a wedding and there was a lot of alcohol and if they chose to drink or not, they have some ability to make decisions that they didn't have before. And that might be mm -hmm. to drink. You know, I, I don't I don't know that, but I feel confident that I have given them. And, you know, again, after nine months to a year, you know, James, these young people, if they've really stuck it out, have 
met an amazing community of other young people with their masks off, so to speak. I mean, out right. there in the real yeah. world, we all have our masks on. You don't know. You build relationships mm -hmm. where you don't always know if people are genuine or real. Here, you end up having no choice because you're all in the same boat together. <laughs> you're the right. same age group. So if anything, you're bonding against us, which is fine. <laughs> you know, yeah. Education is huge. And we hire so many of our young people because they want to stay part of the community. And, you know, I think yeah. that's a key part of what the research and what people are finding out today about any kind of addiction is building communities and bonding and attachment is what we're missing. And so we lead yeah. to isolating with video games, using and drinking. And, you yeah. know, our community is it's tangible. It You can feel the the good feeling about people who stand up and be like, it's you guys that help me make it through. And I don't even mean me guys as staff. It's their right. peers that they've yeah. met who didn't judge them when something happened or they did relapse and they came back and everyone hugged them and welcomed them because, you know, it's like, good job. You know, we still love right. you. Yeah. You know, we're not judging right. you because it's ourselves we're judging. It's the same. Right. Yeah. No, to belong to a community like that is so important. I think a lot of people don't realize it until it happens to them. Like when they get involved in a situation where they're they're with a community like that, whether it's, you know, a place like Sober College or a, a place where they work or something like that, where they can take their mask off and be their real self and everyone accepts them for who they are and loves them anyway. It's yeah, just so rewarding. Absolutely. And I think, you know, students... Um, I didn't. I don't think I mentioned this, but a, a large part of our population, probably 75% or more, are from out of state, um, and a lot mm -hmm. of that. It's not necessarily just about marketing, but you know, we are not a locked facility. Um, we are a licensed treatment center, but we run homes in a community, which was really part of the model okay. was to be able to um, reintegrate. You know, we really believe that there are amazing places, wilderness programs, other places where sometimes people mm -hmm. need to start just to shake off the outside world, shake off the Internet, mm -hmm. everything else. But everyone has to reintegrate into society at some point. I mean, you have to be mm -hmm. able to figure it out. Um, and, you know, with that said, um, there's a lot of um, temptations with a front door open. You know, right. you know, and yeah. your best friend, drug dealer, even parents sometimes, unfortunately, live a mile away. You know, you're you have to really be strong to pretend you're, you know, 5000 miles away. You know, if I say parents right. around the block, you know, you have to pretend and I'm pretending like you live in New York, which means you're not popping over when your kids cry right. that we don't like the food or, you know, right. or, you know, eventually when they get their cell phone, I need to make sure we're checking their drug dealers not coming by. So again, so just in some logistical right. ways, you know, again, and kids on the East coast sometimes really do want to come to California and, you know, Los Angeles has one of the biggest, amazing young adult recovery communities. So it just, mm -hmm. and that's what, why we really focused on being here is because we know everyone's not going to stay in treatment forever. You know, and it's the right. after part. And I, and I bring this up because a lot of the students do go home on home visits. We do connect back with their families, again, as much as it's an adult technical treatment because mm -hmm. it's 18 to 25. You know, again, there's mm -hmm. dependents. They're part of the family. But what happens when they go back home, maybe other than their parents, you know, you know, and we're careful to set up 
for success. So, you know, maybe they don't go back to their local drug hangout. But what they come back to right. us and say is, you know what? It's boring. I don't have a community out there anymore. It's not Right. What I remembered. Yeah. It's not so fun. It's not because, again, they do so much stuff here. It's but it's not what they remembered. It's not what they longed for. It's not what they think. Oh, my God, as soon as I'm done here and my punishment, I'm running back there. And that's when they shift a corner, you know, for so many mm -hmm. and say, you know what, this is where I want to live. And as expensive as it can be out here at times, um, that's where they the connection and the community, you know, it's like four guys living together who were sober here. And whether they work here, go to school out here, work locally, or come back for community meetings and talent shows. And, you know, this happened their <laughs> right. community. You know, it's not what they thought it was back home. Yeah. Do you have uh, alumni events where, you know, uh, graduates yes. come back. Yes, we and do. Participate. So we also we have an alum, a big you know alumni program, um, where again we some you know we put events together, but um, you know cool activities. But I think what's more important to the alumni community is the jobs. You know, we're giving people a chance when other people wouldn't, mm -hmm. whether they stay here or not. It's job references. Um, every Friday. We have a community meeting that's um, open to all our alumni uh, where we, you know, celebrate as a community successes, failures. It's not a traditional 12. We don't do 12 set meetings on site, but we give chips, mm -hmm. birthdays. You know, when we go from, you know, we celebrate one to 100. So even day one, day 30, you know, one year, 18. Uh, uh, nice. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and people come back for their cakes here. You know, although they're in their <laughs> AA community or NA community, this is where it started for so many of them. So it's amazing. Right. An alumni come back and be like, I haven't been here in so long. But, you know, if you know, you're sitting in those seats, you know, it's like, right. mm -hmm. as much as I couldn't stand that at the beginning, you know, and they really do. So right. and then we provide lunch on Friday. So that's a, a nice sense of community every six weeks. And one happens to be today. Um, we have oh, cool. family programs where families come across the country out because we can't do we, we can do some family therapy and family work but when you're not as close it can be a challenge beside on the phone um and we have an amazing talent show um every six weeks <laughs> cool. and you know again the sober college difference you know my husband was a big you know if you build it they will come kind of thinker you know one day uh -huh. someone was like wow we really love rock and roll we built a recording studio today we have well, about a month ago, we opened our state-of-the-art facility, which is three times bigger than our first one, which is our therapeutic learning center. That's where all the day services happen for the students living. Uh -huh. You know, they live in houses and apartments that we have in the community. But, you know, not only do we have a school and your traditional therapy, therapists, drug and alcohol counselors, but we have a state-of-the-art recording studio, state-of-the-art art therapy, and we have a state-of-the-art yoga studio. I mean, these are things that don't happen on site at other places because, again, our mm -mm. we'd rather bring it to you so that, again, you're going to learn how to do it and love it here. And, you know, again, they're recording music. They're putting it out on YouTube. I mean, the talent that comes through here, I mean, I say it all the time. You know, if, if our students can just get it for themselves, they're – Bigger right. and brighter than most out there once they leave because they've had so much self-work and so much growth that the sky's the limits for them. I mean, they are amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. 
Oh man, um, any other, before we start wrapping up here, any other last bits of uh, wisdom from your program? I mean, it's um, so cool. You know, again, I love I, the other like, extracurricular activities in the studio. and. <laughs> I know, you got to come out. We also have a TV studio. <laughs> did I? Oh yeah. Of course I forgot that oh, part. Um, we have no, a, we have a TV oh, studio. Cool. That actually, in you know, we when we leased our uh, our administrative building, the the tenants before us uh, had a little TV studio. So again, we could have had them just empty it, but we were like, why not? Well, well, let's <laughs> use not? it. And again, we didn't know what we were going to use it for, but it's been amazing. Our stu- you know, from student work, and it's a small TV studio, but um, you know, our students. Our, through improv and our creative arts program are writing an awesome uh, web series about called Franken sponsor. And it's amazing. <laughs> you know, they've created the sponsor and it's, you know, but it's, it's amazing, yeah. but also to do, you know, marketing professional parent testimonials, um, sure. web con- uh, content for our addiction studies program. So again, it's, it's just another amazing um, tool. As much as it might sound like bells right. and whistles, it's they're all tools, James. Like, what yeah. what do you want to do that's going to excite you enough um, to help you with your unmanageability of your life? You know, it, it isn't just always focusing yeah. again to us on the drugs and alcohol. But again, let me make sure I'm saying addiction is, you know, can kill. We've seen it. It's yeah. it is a disease. Yeah. Um, but focusing on that solely, we feel like hasn't doesn't get the message across. The message is we yeah. want you to have a better life. Things are unmanageable, and let's figure out how to do that together. Yeah, and to to be exposed to things like a TV studio and a recording studio, that's so so special. You want to come really here? Right? I want to go here. <laughs> I know. I'm sure it brings out a lot of creativity that you know, kids probably just didn't even know they amazing. had. But once they get, they get inspired by having yeah. that right at their fingertips. Yeah, so. It's amazing. I mean, one of the young girls here, you know, I just um, was, you know, went to one of the local stores to get some artwork for our new building. And, you know, then I walk into our art studio and I look at this painting and I'm like, so did we buy that? And I mean, and I was like, oh my God, you know, you're, this is amazing, <laughs> you know? So like tonight we're having an art show. I mean, we don't sell it, but um, I was like, right, yeah, like yeah. you could have, you could sell paintings to home goods and, you know, Ikea, like right. your paintings are awesome, you know? So yeah, the wow, talent so every cool. day is, is, is remarkable. It's just remarkable. Well, tell us a couple minutes left quick little bit about yourself what do you like to do for fun out there in the hot or hotter california sun yeah well you know um kids and i you know a lot of it is is being with my with Mm -hmm. my kids um again we had a really tragic tragic event this summer my husband died suddenly of a heart attack and that's just flipped our whole world and you know a side note less about what i like to do for fun um about my husband is that he was a classic workaholic. He was an amazing family man, but this was a dream and a passion. And ironically, he built a program about balance. And I truly believe he fell out of balance. And I think the stress of trying so hard to do something 
good for the world, unfortunately, assisted in his, you know, untimely passing. I'm and so, so yeah. this legacy of his that I'm going to carry forward for him and my kids has just really helped us maybe relook at our what we like to do for fun. So okay. let's make sure we get out and hike and do stuff for ourselves that I'm mm-hmm. not too tired when we get home from work to be like, oh, we're just going to watch all my favorite TV shows. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to bikes and we're going to get out there. And, you know, my son loves basketball and, you know, my my daughter loves volleyball and sewing and just, you know, just trying to not let the day to day rat race, because I think it's like people say hobbies. You're like, right. do I have time for a you know, right, but, yeah. but we have to, you have to have time should, yeah. to just de-stress. And so, you know, really my passion is my kids, you know, that's, that's awesome. my family being with our family and just doing whatever we can to support each other. Yeah. I can relate to that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, what music did you rock out to on your way to work this morning? You know, rocking out's an easy one. Um, I am a diehard Guns N' Roses fan. Classic rock. Again, my daughter's like, this is the worst music ever. But, (laughs) you know, shout out. I went to Bancroft Junior High with Slash and a lot of amazing rock and rollers. So if I could just hear classic rock all day long, (laughs) good. (laughs) I'm right there with you. I can't wait to... Uh, play a lot of my old vinyl for my son. <laughs> I, I won't let him touch it right now because he'll destroy it. But <laughs> yes, uh, yes, that that's funny because you know, rec- you know, uh, all kind of stores like not to plug people like Urban Outfitters. Everyone's selling record players now. So my daughter totally got into it. But, so I got so excited and whipped out my Super Tramp and Led Zeppelin, <laughs> and she was like, "Ew, can we get like a pop record?" That like, no, like, no. Oh, crushed me <laughs> to crushed play this, me. but maybe one day. Uh, maybe one day. I know. Oh man, I yeah, I still have so many old albums. It's fun to like, pull those oh, out. That, I know, I but know. actually, my son. So he's three and a half. But sometimes I'll have the classic rock on in the car, and he's sitting in the back, and I'll turn it up. And I'm like, hey, do you want to listen to this? And he'll start wobbling back and forth like a head banging in his seat like i'm rock he says kid. i'm rocking out i'm rocking out i'm like all right it's my kid <laughs> see so my problem is i didn't train her That's what <laughs> start early. you're doing the right thing there you, go. you know i knew to get her to eat sushi early but i should have been playing the rock and roll at the sushi bar exactly. so <laughs> all right well how could people best connect with you just uh on your website is that going to be the I best way our website you know, SoberCollege.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Twitter at Sober College. Um, I, I think so. I think that's the best way because, I mean, I can, you know, give you my email through Sober yeah. College as well. Um, Mindy, M-I-N-D-I dot Pfeiffer, P-F-E-I-F-E-R at SoberCollege.com. That's, you know, a way to reach me directly, but SoberCollege.com just in general will give you, you know, the ability to see all the programs, um, the addiction studies, our program in San Diego, which I didn't really even mention, but we're super excited quickly. It's um, traditional sober living with outpatient um, for young adults as well. We don't have 
the you know level of like residential treatment down there. Mm-hmm. There are so many amazing colleges and schools that we really want to partner with those struggling down there. Um, but we are opening the IOP with the same philosophy, activities, emotional growth, teaching Woodbury classes. So um, you can find everything about Sober College on the website. Okay. Yeah, and we'll, I'll be sure and put that link on our show notes. And we'll send people there, and maybe someday I can get out to visit. I'd love to see I your you do. We place. are having a grand opening December 2nd and 3rd. The 3rd is a family fun day. Bring your son, you know, food yeah. trucks, rock and roll, art stuff. You know, we really – we're a family business, you know, and yeah. and remain that way well, um, well, as long like as I have something to do. Yeah, it sounds like you're creating a great family with your – your students, I'm going to call them, yes, you know, absolutely. and that, that's huge. So congratulations. And thank you so much for joining me, Mindy. Thank you on your show. Wow, what a great interview. I hope you got some golden nuggets out of that conversation because I know I certainly did. And thanks again for listening. And please, if you haven't already, go over to iTunes or your favorite podcast service and subscribe. Leave us a review. Let me know how I'm doing. I really want to know. Also, head on over to Facebook and join our Recovery Innovators group. It's a free, closed group where you can get your questions answered. You can get accountability if you need it. And maybe you can help provide some support for those in need. We all need a little help from time to time. You can learn more on my website at recoveryinnovatorsradio.com or my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash recoveryinnovators. And just send me a request to join and I'll get you all hooked up. You can also get my free report if you haven't already. Three huge mistakes almost everyone makes when they try to quit drinking or doing drugs that cause them to struggle with cravings and relapse and how to avoid these forever. And lastly... Please feel free to send me an email if you have any questions or thoughts. My email address is james at recoveryinnovators.com, and I personally take the time to read every one I get and respond as soon as I can. I can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening. You can learn more at recoveryinnovatorsradio.com.